It's your boy Rabino. And this DJ Erm in the building. And you listen to the Up and Up podcast. Yeah. Wait, what are we doing? I don't know. Just listen. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What it do, what it do. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning into the Up and Up podcast. I'm your host, Rabino. And I'm DJ Erm, man. What's going on, boss? What's up with it, man? I'm I- good. Nice sweater. Thank you. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, man. Got to represent. The marathon continues, man. Mm-hmm, you already know, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. I'm excited. Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time tuning in, as I stated, this is the Up and Up podcast on the Up and Up Network. Um, we're focused on cultivating culture, and we do that by providing amazing stories, right? Mm-hmm. Powerful stories, inspiring stories um, of, of all the movers, the shakers, the hustlers, right? Yep. Individuals, groups, movements that are that have, that have been created and are continuously being created. Yes, sir. Um, and they're just pushing the envelope, not only for us here, but for the next generation, right? Yes, sir. Those to come, man. And um, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the family, right? Welcome. Welcome to the family and to the consistent family members, supporters, those who have been given the encouragement, the energy, just in any any sort of way, man, we want to salute you as always. Thank you. We appreciate you. For sure. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feeling good, man. I'm feeling great. Uh, shout out to the team in the room. You know, you, you, know, you, you got to acknowledge them. They make the energy right, right? Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, man, like I said, I'm, I'm super excited because you know what we do, man. With these episodes, we're, 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 we're trying to push, right? We're trying to push the culture forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say today's guest is definitely a young brother who um, who's a walking demonstration of that, pushing the culture forward. Um, and he's also, I would say, a representation of what it means to step into your greatness, right? We talk mm-hmm. about that a lot, stepping into your greatness. He's definitely doing that um, for the greater good. He's definitely a true culture cultivator who's keeping everything he's doing on the up and up, right? Yep. Um, a little bit of insight on the brother. He's a young trailblazer, uh, activist, uh, community builder. Um, and just to kind of give a little more deep dive, uh, back in 2021, he actually carved his way to becoming the city councilman of the city of Tequila, Right. But he yes, did it sir. in a different type of way. He did it in a more historical fashion by becoming the youngest in the city's history. Yeah. Right? Um, I believe at age 24. Yeah. Right? 24 is a great number, by the way. Yeah. 24 is a great number, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, but in doing that, man, he, you know, he's, he, he, he's, he's took it upon himself to really try to push and, and elevate his people, his community, um, near and far. Um, and it's safe to say he's just getting started. Like I say, he's a young brother. Right. Definitely. But he's wise beyond his ears. And we're super excited to learn more about his journey that he's been on and he's continuously building on. So without further ado, let's just get straight to him. man. our guest is none other than the good brother himself. Councilman Muhammad Abdi. Hey. How you doing, boss? I'm doing good, brother. I'm, I'm really happy and blessed to be here today in you guys' presence. Uh, it's just an honor to be in the show, mm-hmm. uh, be on the 94th episode of this show. Mm. Uh, you guys have been doing a lot of great work. Uh, I actually followed you know, you guys' work uh, before I met you, about mm. four years ago. Mm. And uh, I always kind of aspired and dreamed one day. I was like, it would be cool if I could be with these brothers, you know what I mean? That's cultivating, pushing the you know the movement forward. Mm. It would be an honor to be a guest one day. And uh, I'm happy that you know my story got to you guys, and I'm really blessed to be here today. Mm. Man, we, we appreciate that. you, yeah, man. Manifested. You manifested yes, that. Yes, yes. This yeah. is a full circle moment, though, man. Because I remember when I first met you. You know what I mean? Yep. We was out in Olympia, and um, this is, you know, I believe you were still in school, right? And, yep. and it's just, uh, I love the full circle moments, man. This is right on time, right? Yeah. 
It's yeah. right on time, man. Definitely, uh, you know, a long time in the making. Uh, when I met you and uh, Benium uh, at the, you know, Olympia State Capitol, when, you know, we were just, you know, advocating for issues and, um, you know, trying to talk about education and, mm-hmm. you know, the importance of just, you know, being change makers, you know, and, and pushing, you know, the movement forward. I met you brothers. I networked with you guys, mm-hmm. and I think you kind of sprinkled a little bit to me. Hey, one day we're gonna work together yeah. soon, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I did I did a podcast a couple of years back called the Refund Podcast, and you were like my third guest. Yeah. And uh, so the, the love has always been mutual, and it's, I, I'm really really you know excited, and and I'm happy to meet your you know your your co-host, yeah. uh, Erm. Uh, you know. Been a fan of the show, you know. You always Appreciate hold it down, it. you know, and I love you know humility and how you kind of grace through the show. So you know, I'm I'm really happy to to meet you as well. Man, thank but, you, man. man let's, you've let's been doing go. some historical things too, man. So Appreciate I'm a fan it. of yours, man. Yeah, thank yeah you, man. bro. Man, well, you're familiar with the show, obviously, right? Yeah, so yeah. you know, we always start every episode with the quote of the day, right, to get the vibe right. So, brother, yes, man, sir. arm, what you got for us, man? All right, man. Quote of the day today is: A leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Who was that quote by? Uh, John C. Maxwell. Mm. He's the author, writer. Yeah. I like that one. I love that quote. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's, that's deep. That's deep. Yeah. It's like you talk it, you walk it, you know what I'm saying? You live it. Mm-hmm. That's Okay. I yeah. like that. Kind of so. resonated with my guy over here. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and it, uh, I love that quote because it reminds me of something my dad told me. You know, one of the realest quotes that he's ever told me was, Muhammad, just because people voted for you does not make you a leader. It's what you do with that privilege. Yeah. So, um, you know, that stuck with me. And uh, I I knew just because I got in the position I got today doesn't yeah. really make me a leader. It's about the actions that I put forth, you know, mm. and what I do with that power and that privilege and that um, it's, it's, it's all about, you know, what you do because that's what people are going to, you know, always remember mm-hmm. is how you, those encounters, you know, mm-hmm. the encounters that you have, the actions that you put forth. If you make an impact, people will never forget that. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll always resonate with them. It'll, it'll leave a mark with them. Yes, but, sir. So, yeah, one kind of act at a time. Mm. I like that, man. Yeah. I like that, man. Um, now, you know, obviously, we what we do here is we get into the journeys, right? Um, and everybody got a story. Like I say, no matter who we have on this show, everybody got a story and everybody's stories matter. Um but before we do jump into the journey, you know, being that, you know, you are a newly elected councilman now and um, taking on this new chapter, right? I did go back and I remember reading at the beginning of your campaign, you you said, and I quote, bringing a fresh new voice of advoca- advocacy to the table. Um, so I'm just curious, like in this very moment, 2023, where you're at now, um, what has it been like so far? Like, what has it been like to try to bring that fresh new voice? Yeah, honestly, it's it's been an honor and a blessing. Uh, one because you know uh, I remember praying for times like this. You know, uh, you know, praying to God uh, that I wanted to be a leader one day. You know, uh, a leader that lead uh, an impact, a difference. You know, in my community, in in the world. And you know, as cliche as it may sound, like when I was growing up, I always told myself like I want to change the world. And I've realized that I might not be able to change the entire world, but I believe that helping change one person's life, you know what I mean, is help making a difference in the world that they live in, mm. you know. And, um, you know, just growing up in my religion, I always, you know, learned that if you help one person, it's like helping all of mankind, mm. you know. So mm. uh, because you're changing their world, and in their world, they have loved ones, and they have family, they have friends, you know. Mm. And so you you help them, you know, trying to change their trajectory, you know, leaving a mark on their life. So. Uh, it's like I, a ripple effect. Yeah, it's yeah. a ripple effect. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. it's a ripple effect. Yeah, it's like a domino that. effect. You know, you mm-hmm. have one person is gonna that energy is gonna be that fr- yeah that that frequency. You know, it's gonna go by. You know, all the people that they love and, and the people that they encounter with. So, mm. uh, it's been an honor, a blessing. Uh, I'm the youngest council member to ever do it in my mm-hmm. city, mm-hmm. and so 
I'm not just representing just my intersectionality being Somali, being Muslim, being black, but I'm representing the youth, you know? Mm. Um, they never had someone as young as me be in that place. And, you know, usually when you guys think about someone that's an elected official, what do you guys usually think of? Someone that's yeah. white or older, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. That's usually the, the, the face, yeah. right? you know? So I, I feel like, you know, I'm breaking a barrier, uh, you know, trying to show a way to, you know, my people, uh, people younger than me, people that look like me, people mm. that identify as as a person of color. That hey, that you know, if if you know, if Muhammad could do it, then you know, hey, I I could do what I aspire yeah. to do, what my yeah. dream is. So definitely. it's an honor and blessing. I'm, I'm I really I really feel like I'm making a difference. So no, you definitely are, man. Definitely, yeah. man. That's what's up, bro. Um, so I definitely want to take it back. Talk about your early life and like yeah. just you know growing up and growing up in this city and all that. So yes. you want to touch on that. Oh, yeah, so I was born in the King, uh, Nairobi in a refugee camp, mm -hmm. uh, born in 96, December 16, and uh, my, my mom, my dad, they, uh, they met, so they, in, the, in the Somalia, there was a, a civil war that happened in the early 90s, and, uh, you know, if you guys ever watched Hotel Rwanda? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if you guys ever see Hotel Rwanda, like, people always have to take their belongings and have to just kind of migrate, you know? Mm -hmm. You leave yeah. your house behind, you're leaving all your, 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 your you know, valuable stuff, and, and you, just, you just have to just survive, you know? Yeah. Uh, so my mom, my dad, they were one of many Somali people that had to flee away from the country. So the next neighboring country that you see is Kenya, Nairobi, and that's where, you know, a lot of the people that look like us, they, you know, they had to seek refuge. So my mom, my dad, they were neighbors, actually uh, in the same camp and uh, a little over time you know they, they 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 had history together and you know they got married and then boom they had me boom yeah boom damn yeah. just like that so it's, it's kind of a trippy because if you really think about it i was born in in the middle of tr like dramatic things happening mm, you know yeah, yeah. Does that make, yeah, like yeah. that's the trippy part you yeah, know yeah. like it, it took all that in order for me to you know yeah. be here and have my existence wow so yeah. i i think that's like you know, really powerful, really deep, and it resonates with me because my parents have to do a lot, just like, you know, a lot of people of color, you know, like, yeah. I'm sure, you know, you guys have family back home, and they had to, yeah. they went through a lot of oppression and trauma, you know, mm -hmm. uh, so to, to be a product of that, it's like, wow, you know, Yeah. so now everything I do, I, I do to dedicate to my parents, you know, mm. and validate their sacrifice. Mm. Yo, that's a, that's a very, um, that's a great way in, in describing kind of the origins, for real, like, mm -hmm. you took it there, bro, I like that, um, I guess when we do touch on people's upbringings, I'm always, I'm, me personally, I'm always curious about kind of just like, how did you navigate, right? Because, and then I guess in your case, you know, being first generation, being first generation immigrant, um, Somalian, like, what was that experience like for you? Because I feel like everybody has their own version of that, but what was that like navigating and kind of coming up and, and trying to find your way? Yeah, so for me, um, I'll never forget, so, so, when I was born, you know, we I left when I was five months. Mm -hmm. uh, the first city I moved to was Tukwila, Washington. So Tukwila is like really my home. It's a place yeah. that you know I was raised. And uh, growing up, you know, I faced a lot of language barriers and a lot of culture mm -hmm. barriers. And in in that, I've also realized that the, the the difficulties and the challenges that my parents had to face. And one of the things that actually really resonated with me was the discrimination that they faced. You know, when it came to like um, getting their passport you know, trying to get our green card, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, they were always overlooked, you know, just because they didn't know how to speak the language well, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, I just didn't like the the, the the discrimination that I was seeing. Even at a very young, you know, age, it, mm -hmm. it, it really, like, you know, left something with me, you know. I was like, you know what, I, I don't want people, you know, that are immigrants, people cut to be looked that way, you know, to be overlooked, yeah. to not get the help that they need. Uh, yeah. or, or to be scoffed at, oh, just because they don't know English, like, okay, next person, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, okay, you, you figure it out. Mm -hmm. So now... 
what I'm trying to do is like I, I want to be present to those that really need help, you know, mm. uh, and meet people's needs and their wants, you know. But yeah. do it with a, a you know a certain level of humility, you know, and grace, you know, and empathy. So uh, that that was something that that really uh, you know you know I remember happening to me when I was like when I was really young, mm. and then um, yeah, I didn't even know how to speak English. I was in the second grade. So, Damn. yeah, literally, I didn't know how to speak, you know, English I was in second grade. And so I just constantly challenged myself, read books, read books, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure, did you guys ever take ELA classes at one point? I, I actually didn't, but, um, no, I, I, I can understand what that's like. Yes. You know, just because yes. yep. I feel like even, even myself, like I, I've moved and I changed schools a lot. So, like, yeah. even that in itself is like there's an ad- adaptation that you have to do. You have to come in and, like, now you have to learn. Yep. how to be here yep. then you go there and you gotta learn how to be there so yep. um that's interesting bro and i, I think um but well, like what were you involved in because i'm gonna be honest I, I would assume and maybe i'm wrong but you you probably were involved in a lot of extracurricular activities and for sure and, yeah i could tell because like i felt like you have to kind of build, plant those seeds early but what was that like were, were you involved in a lot yeah so uh the first thing i signed up for so as i was struggling to speak english growing up mm-hmm. uh the first thing i signed up uh, in the fifth grade was i signed up to be a peer mediator so a peer mediator basically was uh one of those kids that wear like a little vest mm-hmm. and i was trying to help the families cross across the you know the, the crosswalk oh yeah, the yeah, street, yeah okay you know yeah. Yeah. that was the first time i probably felt like i belonged you know in the school like mm-hmm. i yeah. like i stood out or, or i was doing something to just give it back you know mm-hmm. and i like that feeling you know what i mean like yeah. i feel like leadership quality is like the, the the joy that I've got is just helping put smiles on people's faces, you know, greeting, you know, hey, you know, mm. you have a blessed day, you know, yeah, you have yeah. a good day, you yeah. know, having a smile on your face, you, you'd be surprised, like, how far a, a smile could do to somebody, you yeah. know, You're lighten right. their day, brighten their day, right. check yeah. out how somebody's doing, you know, you know, you know, have a good one. So it's big. It's big. So I, I learned that at a really young age. So that was one. And then, um, you know, in middle school, I was a mentor to the upcoming sixth graders as an eighth grader. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a thing called, you know, uh, A-team. So it was just basically you'd come in the summer, help the upcoming sixth graders feel like they welcome, yeah. feel welcome and feel like they belong there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, in high school, I was uh, in basketball. Uh, you know, I was actually varsity team captain of the basketball okay. team. Okay, yeah, pop your shit. Go ahead, go ahead, man. Yeah, yeah. So that, was, that was really dope. But that's really the crazy story of how I got to that point. Um, and then I was, I was, I did track, I did uh, cross country, I did pole vaulting. Um, you did pole vaulting too. I did pole vaulting. I did, I did. Okay. Uh, I, I did soccer in middle school. We went undefeated, and then I retired. What sport didn't you do? Uh, what didn't I not <laughs> <Awesome>. do? Wrestling. <laughs> Wrestling. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I always kept myself busy, man. And yeah. I, because I, I think sports is, is is a good, you know, mechanism of what like what the how you kind of have to deal yeah. with life, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. how you deal with people, how how do you get along with people, how do you pick somebody up, you know, when mm-hmm. they're down. So, mm-hmm. um, sports was really a, a big thing for me. Yeah. Well, uh, man, since we're on that topic, because I did read about that, too, how you were a captain. And um, I know you kind of touched on it right now, but what were some of like what were some of the things you kind of picked up, like being in a leadership position? And since you said it was kind of a crazy story, I kind of want you to touch on that, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, Great question. So basically, uh, so my biggest dream, if I, you know, being aside from being a politician and things like that, um, was to be an NBA player. I'm sure I'm not the only one here. Oh, Bell, yeah, Bell's a on. hooper, yeah. so he yeah, knows yeah, this. Yeah. And he's actually really good at it. So, um, Played for the Celtics, too, right? That's yeah, what I, uh, I know yeah. that's what you want to that's, say. That was my dream. Yeah. But but I, I had to kind of keep it real with myself. I was like, you know what? I got to make a realistic goal. My realistic goal was to be on varsity my senior year. Mm-hmm. So going back to middle school, seventh grade was the first time you could try out. I, I got cut my seventh grade year. First time I ever felt embarrassed. First time I really felt vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I talked to the coach. I said, hey, like, you know, what was the, the requirements, the criteria on why I didn't make it, you know? 
And I just had to work a little extra harder. He was like, hey, like, you, you bring great intangibles. You're a great leader. But, you know, uh, it's just very competitive. So eighth grade year, I did the same. I tried out again. I made it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now that translates to high school. Now I'm like, that's that's one part. In high school, freshman year, I did cross, uh, you know, I did the, um, we did uh, uh, warm-ups. Uh, we did, uh, sorry, conditioning. We did conditioning, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, you, you got to run around the track, you know, go to open gyms. So you're trying to show the, the coaches that, you know, you, hey, that you have what it takes to be on the team. Yeah. My freshman year, my trials really went well, but the coach was like, you know what, Muhammad, like, you know, we really, like, love what you bring. We love your spirit, but, you know, unfortunately you got cut. You know, and, and usually the, the, the turnover rate, you know, like the, the rate of you making as a freshman is pretty low. Yeah. Pretty low. But I was almost there, though. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I just got to work that much harder next year. So sophomore year, luckily I made the JV. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I was on the bench. Junior year, I was a starter on JV. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful. Okay, we're getting there. We're getting yeah. there. Because the goal is be on varsity senior year. So going into that year, I made it to the summer team. So the summer team is supposed to gear you to get ready for the, school, yeah. for, for the, for the season. And um, uh, fast forward that to the winter when you're doing tryouts. I did the tryouts. I feel like I'm feeling good. You know, I'm, I'm probably one of the fastest guys on the team because cross country helped me get to that point. Yeah, yeah, I was for conditioning sure. myself to get ready for, for sure. the season, uh, trying to find a way I could stand out. And then the day of tryouts, I'll never forget. So my last name is spelled Abdi, so it's A-B-D-I. So usually, alphabetically, I'm going to be the first name on the top, if that makes sense. When you check yeah. your name the next day, yeah. I don't got to look down. I don't got to look in the middle. I'm going to look <laughs> yeah. at the first thing. Yeah, yeah, you know where to look. Right. So I look, and my name is not there. I got cut senior year and when I tell you that was probably the first time I was ever devastated yeah. and, I, and, I, and I felt the most embarrassed it just brought me back to how I got cut my 7th grade year mm-hmm. you know it was mm-hmm. just you know just being a young kid it's just my goal to make it to the team just like my, all my peers you know yeah for sure so I was like deja vu all over again like we're, we're back at you know somewhere that we, we didn't want to be back at you know and uh, I, you know, I felt embarrassed. Everybody was talking to me, Muhammad, like, you know, what happened? You know, I was talking to the school. Oh, uh, yeah, like, this was your goal. Because everybody knew during that t- tryout season, I kept on talking about how optimistic I was and how, yeah. how how happy and joyful and excited I was to be on the team. You know, everything was aligning right, but then I just didn't make it. And so I had to just kind of tell myself, you know what, Muhammad, like, you're going to go to the coach after, you know, uh, the school's over, like, that, that school day's over, and go to practice and talk to the coach on why you didn't make it to the team. So I go to the coach. Uh, it was his dad, which is, the, you know, the assistant coach and the varsity coach, and mm-hmm. I asked him, you know, hey, coach, like, I just I don't want to be disrespectful or, you know what I mean, like, I go against any of you guys' like, you know, wishes, but I would love to know, like, why did I not make it to the team? And basically he was like, Muhammad, in all the 10 years I've done coaching, this is the toughest decision I ever had to make. But, you know, we had a lot of talented freshmen, and we're trying to help build them up. Yeah, yeah, And for you sure. just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, felt, you know, not into, like, our top priority, basically, yeah. you know? Yeah, And uh, that was tough to hear, you know, because that was a, that was an ego, you know, ego punch. You yeah, know, like, yeah, wow, yeah, like, for sure. you're basically telling them I'm not good enough, you know? Yeah. Um, but I grew up within the, the basketball program. They know me since I was a, you know, yeah. since, I, since I was a sophomore, since I was a junior. And uh, to not make it, it just, you know, I, I was like, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I could respect that. But then they told me, you know what, Muhammad? We, we love you so much. We don't want you to go away from our program. We want you to actually be part of our practice squad. So you won't travel with the team. You're not on the team. But just come to our practices. We're like, we love to have your, your presence around mm-hmm. there, you know? Yeah. And I just love the sport so much. And I love my brothers that were on the team. This is my last year. I yeah. can't get senior year back. Yeah. I said, you know what? I, I, I'll come show up and, and, and support. Yep. So I do that uh, for about a week. And uh, they, they cut two freshmen because they had six Fs. Yeah. Mind you, I had like, at least straight A's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, see, see? 
See? There you go. Stay uh, in school. I, yeah, yeah. Go they, to class. Yes, yeah, yes. For sure. I had to, so to put that out there. My bad. I don't you know, you good. You good. No, that's <laughs> that's true. Like, so luckily, my, me having excellent grades helped me. Yeah. So that was one thing. And so they had to cut two fre- two freshmen because they had six Fs. And they're like, you know what, Muhammad? We have good news for you. You made it to the team. But I wasn't satisfied because I felt like I deserved to be there in the first place. You know. Yeah. I didn't feel like yeah, I, yeah. I, I I I needed a handout or or I needed to oh yeah be you know be ecstatic be happy that you got there. No, I felt like I deserved it from the first you know, like, yeah. get go. You know. Yep. And then uh, another week passes by. They're voting for uh, team captains. I got unanimously voted as a team captain of the basketball team. So. That's man. That's the power of not giving up. No, that, that's the, power the whole of not time. Up. Crazy. I'm gonna be honest. The whole time you're telling this story, which is great. Appreciate you for like it's very descriptive, like, but it's such a metaphor, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying for why you're at where you're currently at right now. Yeah, it's a mentality thing, and I, I'm glad that I, even I asked that question because that's why I want to know what developed you to become where you're at now, and it's that right. Mm-hmm. It's like you you were already. It's like what Jay Z got that line. He's like, you are who you are before you got here. Yeah, and you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, bro, that that mentality is what is what is what's gonna get people. F- further you know um and and kind of just going off of that period in your life again you know you you becoming counselman at such a young age um 24 right yep um you went through school right higher education you you attended university of washington talk about kind of that experience because you i believe you um you went and ran for office immediately after college right but what was that period like prior like what was college for like like for you yeah, so for me, um, before I went to college, it kind of really resonates, uh, it kind of connects uh, parallel with the basketball story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I learned the power of not giving up, you know, mm-hmm. the power of, like, you know, believing your dreams when no one else can see it but yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, be proactive. You know, mm-hmm. when, when, when someone uh, doesn't see what you see for yourself, you have to go fight for that. You mm-hmm. know, you yeah. got to believe in that. And so I, I'm i the oldest of eight. I have one brother, six sisters. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to be the first to graduate not only high school in my family but college. So when basketball season was over, that was amazing and, you know, all that. Now I have to shift my mind to applying for colleges. So when I applied for colleges, you know, you know, we kind of talked about the word manifestation earlier at the mm-hmm. beginning of the show. And uh, I really, really love that word because when I was younger, uh, I had a UW Husky license plate on my wall mm-hmm. at the age of, like, 10. Yeah. And I always told myself, looking at that every single day, I was like, that's my dream school. That's the school I want to go to. So when I applied for the colleges, I wanted to go to University of Washington, Seattle, being an extrovert, I wanted to go to the biggest school that we have out here, you know. Yeah. And I and I and and I that was my goal. And so when I applied, uh, I got the decisions back. Uh, unfortunately, UW UW did not take me. Mm-hmm. You know, I did not get accepted. Mm. And so this reminded me of the basketball story. You know, like I wanted something, I wanted it really bad, and I just didn't get it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what am I gonna do? I gotta work that t- ten times harder. Yeah. So I I went to Seattle Central Community College, and that was the best decision I ever ever made in my life because. People told me. People told me growing up, like going to community college. Oh yeah, like it just felt like you're not intelligent enough. You're not good enough to yeah, go yeah. to the university, yeah. you know. But I realized, nah. Like if anything, it was the smartest decision because you get to really work on your GPA all over again. You know, you get mm-hmm. to have more intimate sense with your teachers, you know, yeah. and the classmates. And so that actually got me to have a better GPA than I did in high school. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, I had a 3.0, but I had all these leadership, you know, things on my resume. I was a school board representative for the, for the district, kind of mm-hmm. like ASB president, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, the guy that was doing all the assemblies, you know, the intercom, telling people to stand yeah. up for the pledges. Like, I was the spirit of the school. He was yeah, active. Yeah, I was really, really active in high school. Yeah. And I had a 2.0 GPA. So I, I always felt like I might not have 4.0, but 
I felt like I was a well-rounded student. Yeah. But for some reason, I didn't get I didn't get accepted to my dream school. You know, mm-hmm. maybe because they just seen another Muhammad throw it out. I have my own conspiracy theories about it. You know, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but but I went to community college, and I and I'm a firm believer that you know whatever God has written for you, like you know, like it's, it's gonna be. You know, yeah. and uh, you know things happen for a reason. So with the community college, I did that for two years, and then when I reapplied again, I finally made it to my dream school. Mm-hmm. So. Just power not giving man, up. Yeah, man. bro. Power yeah. not giving can, up. Can you talk about, um, I guess, because, you know, there's always a lot of narratives out here that say, oh, college isn't for everybody or yeah. college isn't necessary. And I think that narrative is starting to grow more and more yeah. um, as we just move forward. Um, but, like, what is your message to the youth in terms of, like, because I, me personally, I went through it, um, and I, I, it's been beneficial for way more reasons outside of just academics and, yes. um, you know, um, positioning yourself for the workforce and all that. Like, can you just talk about kind of the importance of higher higher education, like, and how how it worked for you? Yes, uh, for me, it kept me disciplined. Mm. You know, I think discipline is a key universal, you know, trait that it's good to have. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, because every dream, every goal, every Thing that you aspire that you want you gotta have some sort of discipline you know mm-hmm. you gotta sacrifice mm-hmm. you gotta sacrifice all the time mm-hmm. and, um and so for me it kept me disciplined like okay all these hours of work uh, you know studying and and getting things done like it helped me become a better human being it helped yeah. me, it helped me uh, become a better worker a better servant leader so that was one two you know, my, like I said earlier, like my parents never got the chance to get higher education because the Civil War interrupted their schooling. Yeah. Not because they weren't smart enough, yeah. not because they're not gifted enough. Yeah. They just had a lot of traumatic things happen to them where they had to stop that and help raise a family. Mm. Yeah. So what am I going to do with that opportunity? You know, I, I, I got to... I have every reason to be motivated. You know what mm. I mean? Sometimes I, I understand as human beings, like we lose motivation, but I have to always remind myself all the motivation I need is by looking at what my parents went through, you know? Yeah, yeah. They, that's they, real. Th- that's real, you know? So so for me, uh, I had to do that to validate their sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I did that to, uh, you know, be a set of good example and be a role model to my younger siblings. Like, hey, yeah. if your older brother Muhammad could do it, then you guys could do it, you yeah, know? 100%. Um, so I think the beauty of, you know, doing higher education is that uh, you make your parents proud, you make your community proud, and honestly, it does wonders for you as a human being. I just think it makes you want to work that much harder, you know? Yeah. And that's what it did for me. I didn't want to stop just at school. I wanted to become a leader and, and yeah. get to that point. So. No, that's real. That's real talk, bro, because I, I do yeah. believe that, like, um, it, you develop momentum. Yeah. You know, even for myself personally, I know, like, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people can, can attest to it. It's like, up until college, I was never really disciplined, Yeah. like, to be honest, like, and to be disciplined for a long period of time. You might have been disciplined for maybe, like, a few months, maybe, like, you might have your little runs, but, you know, like you said, college forces you to really stick with it, and you got to do a lot of stuff that you don't want to do, but the momentum you build yep. can be utilized and channeled into something else outside of that, right? So. Sure. Um, and I feel like you're a testament to that for sure. Appreciate it, bro. Um, yeah, man. So were you like, um, like going into like leadership positions? Cause like you mentioned, you're in a lot of stuff, especially in high school and you know, all of that. So, um, did you kind of always feel like it was in you or was it just, did it kind of come naturally to you? Cause you're just involved in so many things. Yeah. I, I was, you know, that's a great question. I think being a leader naturally came from being a leader at the house. Yeah. You know, you know, I, you know, God gave me the ability to be the eldest of, you know, eight in my family, you know, uh, for whatever reason. At one point in time, I was I always wished I had an older sibling, you know, mm-hmm. someone who could give me the blueprint, the, the mm-hmm. pathway to life, you know. Mm-hmm. But as older I got, I was like, no, like, 
I'm I'm really happy and, and proud to 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 have led a good example to my younger siblings, you know, mm-hmm. to my community, uh, to my cousins, everybody. So uh, it naturally came from being the elders at home. Mm-hmm. That was one, and then two, kind of like I mentioned earlier, like when I was struggling to read, you know, to read and and, and you know speak to you know English language, the people that gravitated the most uh, reading uh, was Dr. King, Malcolm X, and, and Prophet Muhammad some, you know. All the leads at Credit Scott Skin, uh, Rosa Parks, everybody, they all had leadership intangibles. You know, they're all about the greater good of everybody else, mm-hmm. not themselves. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. how do you champion the wants and needs of other people above your own? Mm-hmm. And uh, once I realized that, that you know, that important uh, message that I just kind of like internalized that, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, even mm-hmm. when I was growing up, I had multiple Muhammads in my class. You know, yeah. that was another thing. I was like, ah. You know, like it's hard to stand out. Yeah, Every stand class out. I went to was like I had three Muhammads. It's actually the know? most common name around the world. Yeah, yeah the most yeah, common yeah. name. If you yeah, look at tough. the most common names, it has to be Muhammad and Abdi, and it's I got tough. both. Yeah. So you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Literally, yeah. yeah. I got my brother right here. You know what I mean? He knows how it is. So, yeah. so you know, sometimes you you struggle like how, like what is gonna be my identity? What is you know how am I gonna find a way to stand out? Yeah. But then I realized I did some soul searching. And my aunt actually named me Muhammad after Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, mm-hmm. and he and, and she named me uh, uh, behind him because he was a leader. He mm. left an impact on the world, you know. Mm, yeah. And she sees something in me that I didn't see in myself. Yeah. And so um, it became something more meaningful to me as I got older. Yeah. Now I embrace my name. Yeah. I yeah. love my name. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. going to love my story. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that's kind of like where I love my that, bro. Came from. I love that, man. Yeah. Like you, people think we're all like we're all works in progress, bro. Like you know what I'm saying and. You got to just be, you got to really be in tune with your own growth and your own evolution and care about it. And actually, you know what I'm saying? And you'll pay attention to why things are happening the way they are. Um, Now, I I do want to get into this. 24 years old, right? Fresh out of college. You decide, I want to run for for city council for my city that that raised me. Um, Most people, when they come out of college, they just want to try to find a job. (laughs) <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? They're like, yo, I'm just trying to find a job. I'm trying yep. to, you know what I'm saying? Get situated. What was your mentality to say, I want to go run? I want to, I want to put myself there. I want to step into this, to such a huge role. Yeah. For me, you know, my, whole, my I know what my calling, my purpose is. My calling, my purpose is to help people. Mm-hmm. That's what I love to do. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I've been giving back since I was 14 years old. You know, I've been lobbying bills about education, immigration, homelessness uh, from 14 all the way to now 26 and so you know being a leader you know it took time but it's something that happened for me you know at a very young age and so I told myself after I graduated how can I have a more bigger impact on giving back and being a servant leader Mm -hmm. and so when I graduated my best accomplishment ever you know uh, because again I got to validate my parents sacrifice you know I did it for them Mm -hmm. and, and my ancestors you know you know doing it to um, validate my ancestors' wildest dreams, like I always say, you know? Mm-hmm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure they, they, you know, when they have my parents, they, they're they like, you know, we want a better world for our grandkids, you know, and, yeah. our, and our kids. Mm-hmm. Then I had to pivot. Okay, I said, you know what? I don't want to have post-grad depression. Post-grad depression is a real thing. Yeah. A lot of people that have graduated, they kind of get a little bit lost as to what they want to do mm-hmm. and, and where they want to go right after school because nothing's guaranteed. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. care what degree you have or anything like that. It's, yeah. it's not going to be, you know, happening like within a snap of a finger. So I told myself, you know what? Uh, I, did my, I did a career survey, uh, what I could do with my degree. And my degree was American Ethics Studies with a minor in diversity. All I seen was social work, being a teacher, being a counselor. And I was like, my heart is not totally there. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like those are the causes that I have, but that's yeah. not exactly the career I want to go to. Yeah. So then I found out that it, it said that city council, it said elected official. So I, I did some researching. And um, I found out that you can run for office at an early age, at a very young age. Mm. And um, 
I had a conversation with my aunt, Obah uh, Kadeda, and my mother, my dad, and um, they were like, you know what, Muhammad, I think this would be a good idea for you. Mm. And, I, and I got their blessing. And when I got their blessing, that's all I needed. Mm. I sat on that, I sat on that, and then I had a conversation with the first ever Somali elected official named Zach Adan. Amazing leader, you know, he was the first to trailblaze that, you know, mm. to be someone uh, of our color, you know, of our background to do it. Mm. And so it gave me also something I could visualize. If he could do it, I could do it. Yep. And so, the t you know, everything was divine timing. I'm, I'm slowly about to graduate. The deadline to apply for office is about May. It's a month before I graduate. I was like, you know what? I've done enough thinking. I love enough sitting on it. I'm going to throw my hat in the ring. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. Mm. Let's do this, you know? So I made my announcement. The whole community went crazy. <laughs> hey, you know, like, what? This guy's running for office, yeah. you know, and when I was younger, you know, uh, a lot of times people were telling me, you know, hey, what's up, governor? What's up, president? You know, I was getting these type, yeah, of, yeah, you know, these yeah. type of, you know, yeah. words of affirmation, you know, yeah. and I didn't really fully believe it, you know. Yeah. Like, I, I understood what they meant by that because I was just always a person that was just, you know, trying to serve my community, but it was not something I, I knew I was going to do, but mm -hmm. it was it was like it was like something that was whispering in my ear, you know. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when that opportunity came, I was like, so this is what people always seen in me, mm -hmm. you know. So everything was just divine time. So I, I did that. And then uh, it was six year. It was six months of uh, campaigning. So I graduated. The six months of campaigning from the summer all the way to the fall. And I could tell you that was the most hardest yet rewarding experience of my life. That mm. whole year. Yeah. Can you, can you take us through? And this is amazing because I think this is this is going to be inspiring for people who just want to know the process of becoming a city councilman or even you know trying to become a city councilman. What was that campaign like? And like, I guess, do you have advice and tips on like how people can kind of overcome those early lessons you probably have to go through yes um well for one you definitely want good representation so you're gonna have to try to get um either a uh you know uh, you have to get a campaign manager you gotta get you know, or, or somebody to like help support you you know mm -hmm. get your, you gotta get your website going you gotta get your yard sign you gotta get um your why your purpose you know w mm -hmm. what are you gonna tell to voters when you knock on their door, mm. their, door their door you know why do you feel like you're very fit uh, and suitable to represent their voice and their mm -hmm. needs and their concerns? And so for me, um, you know, once I applied for the deadline, like I built my website, I mm -hmm. built on, you know, what my purpose was going to be, what my story was going to be. People love to hear stories, you yeah. know, yeah. not just always about what policy you're going to go for. Because yeah. these interactions very quick. If you knock on someone's door, they don't want to listen to a whole spill of things, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. you got to come in. Be very, uh, have good, you know, you know, greeting skills. Hey, like, how you doing? How, you know, how can I, you know, my name is Muhammad Abdi. This is, you know, what, why I'm running for office. And these are the things I'm going to try to advocate for. So I had to keep it short and simple. Um, but, yeah, that was one. And then two, um, you know, sometimes uh, some people might not support you right away. I had a couple people, turn like, slam their door, you know, in front of me, you know, mm -hmm. because they just didn't want to see me. They yeah. didn't want to, like, give me a chance, you know. Yeah. People have implicit biases, you know. Uh, just because my name was Muhammad, just because I was black, some yeah. people didn't want to vote for that. Mm -hmm. they, they would much rather vote for my white counterpart. So, so I think you know, you know, running for office is very, very challenging. It's, it 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 takes a mental toll on you. Sometimes you even question yourself. You know, you mm -hmm. have imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. like, am I even good enough to do this? Am yeah. I even smart enough to do yeah. this? You know, but I had to fight through that every single day and, and know that you know what, like we need more. You know representation people of yeah. color a youth and and I, I just stuck to that you know focus uh, I'm curious about that that part of it um, when you said like it takes a mental toll on you and there's that imposter syndrome yep. how do you navigate that because I think it is it, it is a space where you are actually you're only going to be successful if you get validation yep. you know what I mean a lot, of, a lot of times people who go into those positions are very self-confident self-aware they know who they are they know why they're doing the work 
But in order to actually do it, you got to have all these people validate you and, and accept you. So, like, I don't know. How did you navigate that? Yeah, honestly, you know, I had to stop thinking about proving other people wrong. I had to prove myself right. Mm. I think that's really what it is, you know. Uh, I, I had to believe that, you know, this was what my calling was. This is what God intended me to do, mm-hmm. yeah. was to, to leave this type of impact, you know. Trailblaze through this barrier and, and, and show others that, hey, like, you know, for one, it's it's a something of need. You know, we need, you know, young leaders to be, you know, advocates and, and be in the center uh, to uh, tabling these concerns and these needs, not just adult people, you know what I mean, that don't look like us, you know. I, I, I come from the most, you know, diverse, most beautiful city in the world, Tequila, you know. We're made, we're made up of just people of color. White people is like the, the minority, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But but we need people that look like the people that, you know, to represent, yeah. yeah, represent. So I, I just felt like this was in my heart. This is something that, you know, I prayed for. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you know, nothing or no one was ever gonna get in the way of that. I wasn't gonna compromise that, you know, for no, for nothing. And so, yeah. uh, and and I had people that supported me and backed me up. You know, my my parents always to reassure me and, and give me the most beautiful words of affirmation, like, "Mom, you can do this." Like, we're right behind you. You know, yeah. we we're right next to you. You know, we're gonna help you door knock every single door. Um, you know, and and be be there with you every step of the way. So I always had. You know my my why in front of me every single time. Mm. You know, so I never forgot about that. So I have faith and I have belief in myself, and that's all you need sometimes, yeah. and, and you can get through anything. So mm. yeah, I love right, that, man. bro. Yeah, um, like I said, I was reading about you a little bit, and uh, it was something very interesting and something that I really it was really powerful that I read, and it was something along the lines of you saying that win or lose, like you still want people to be engaged, like yes. regardless, you mm. know. So. Uh, just kind of want you to touch on that because I think that's a very, very powerful message, you know. Yeah, no, I thank you for uh, you know, bringing that up. I, I think what it is is like I never look at any situation like I'm gonna lose. Yeah, I look at it as either I'm gonna win yeah. or I'm gonna learn. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I think that that ma- that mindset, that mentality is is gonna really get you far. Mm. You know, uh, no failure is is, is 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 really it's not really a failure. It's yeah. it's a it's a it's a it's a learning lesson. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. what what are you gonna take away from that? And so. You know, I think that mindset has really propelled me and gotten me very far in life, you know? Yeah. Because every no I got led to a better yes mm-hmm. down the road. Mm-hmm. that makes sense? Uh, yeah, that's every, right. door, every door closed, you know what I mean, was just trying to prepare me for something even, you know, even better than yeah. I could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, it just kind of kind of full circle, kind of yeah. talking about earlier. When I got cut, it was only leaving me something better. Hey, you're going to be the team captain for the varsity team, you know? Yeah. When I didn't make it to, you know, my dream school initially, I was really just you know, building my story a lot better, you know? Adversity wasn't just building my character, it was revealing my character. Yeah. All these things I went through, it showed me what I was made of, mm-hmm. you know? And so now I feel like any obstacle that ever goes in my way or anything that, you know, I get challenged, like, I can overcome that. Yeah. I can get through that. Because you, you, know? so, you got reference points. I always say, like, when you reflect on our on your life, you, you have tons of reference points that you can just say, oh, yep, that... I, yep, I went through that. I went through that. Yep, I went yeah. through that. It's like your own Rolodex, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, but you gotta, you gotta know your story. What we say, you gotta love your story. Like, you story. like you he was talking about. Too. Yeah, you yeah. gotta love your story. You love gotta your know story, your story. I'm um, and own your story. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that's man. real. I, th- I think it's just dope because um, not only for the next person who might run for council. Yeah. You're not just talking to them. You're talking to just everybody in general. General, just like get involved in your community. Like, make sure you know what's going on and stuff like mm-hmm. that, man. So. I really appreciated you for saying that mm-hmm. and putting that out there, you know, because it's real, you know. Thank yeah. you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks, no, man. that's real, man. Now, um, you ended up winning, right? Yeah, uh, man, yeah. yeah. Let's you know talk about that. We ain't gonna talk yeah. about losing because he yeah. didn't lose, y'all. Yeah. yeah, but he won. Uh, you won, and so, um, I guess. 
take us through kind of like if you can just that it what was that like that moment to know I did it yeah. I accomplished it but not just you obviously you have your community with you and whatnot but what was that moment like just when you won and you finally like can like breathe a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah uh for me man that was one of my biggest dreams come true you know it was one of the best days of my entire life because yeah. I felt like that whole campaign experience was basically trying to validate all the 16, 17 years that I had just constantly giving back. When I said when the first thing I did leadership wise was the being a premier and, and just helping families, you know, you know, cross watch street, you know, safely, yeah. uh, to giving back to being a school board representative, to you know, being the first to graduate high school and college in my family, to be giving back since fourteen, both locally and federally, mm. going to DC, like it was a culmination of everything I went through. Mm. That's what I felt like that campaign like really rep you know, yeah. kinda like represented for me, you know? Yeah. What it showed me. So to get to that to end point and, and hear that, you know what, Muhammad, like, you know, we got the seat and you're the youngest to ever do in the city, man, I was like, you know, all, all praise to Allah, you know, all praise to God, you know, uh you know, God always has something special planned for me, you know what I mean? And now I know what my call and my purpose is. It's yeah. to it's to serve people, it's to help people. Yep. Uh um and, and I'm gonna do that with one kindness act at a time mm. and, and, and help try to change as much lives as I possibly can. Mm. I, that's what my what I want my mark to be and what my legacy to be. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, no, I mean you man. definitely it's just inspiring, man, you know, to to put your mind to something, man. And um again, like, you know, our shows our program, our show, our platform is really about representation. So you really were hitting the nail on the head. Yeah. Even when you spoke about, um, what's his name, Zach Idan? Yeah, Zach Idan. Yeah, like how he was just a form of representation for you, just to, just an image, just to see it. Yep. You know, and you're going to do it your own way. Correct. Probably won't be the way he did it. But just seeing that image is important. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. But now uh, I am curious, though, man, because, you, know, um, you know, those celebrations can be fun and lit, right? But then, like, reality kicks in like all right party's over like it's just me now it's time to get to work like i want to know what that what's that like to go from the momentum of building telling people hey i'm the guy i'm the guy you finally win now it's time to lock in um what was that like i guess transition like uh so for one we did party hard you know when we won i'd say that <laughs> as you should uh, as you should well you know, deserved, when, when we, yeah appreciate it so yeah. yeah when we got the position uh we actually did a celebration at lido lido restaurant so lido and uh, what i wanted to do was i wanted to have the party not just at my house or at a backyard or anything like that i wanted to invest uh and and support a small business while doing it you know yeah. so yeah. we was able to help them mm -hmm. kind of grow and so when, once that was over uh and i and i started you know i got sworn in and and i, I did the work First of all, I was I was alarmed by all the emails I was getting. I was like, no one prepared me for that. <laughs> I got hundreds and hundreds of emails. <laughs> Muhammad, we want to meet you. This department wants to meet me. You know, firefighter department, the police department, the, the yeah, chief, yeah. you know, human services, everybody, you know. I was like, wow. Like, it's a lot of work. And then it was that mountain reading. So I do 20, 20 hours of reading a week. You know what I mean? Okay. So we get our packets on Fridays, read throughout the weekend, and then we always meet every Monday. Okay. Every Monday for okay. four years. And it's yep. a four-year term. Uh, ex except holidays, of course. And so, uh, yeah, man, like the, the work is, whoo, it's a lot of work, but it, it's very uh, liberating. It's, it's rewarding work, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I know that I'm I'm centering the needs of the youth, the marginalized people of color, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the immigrants that look like me. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm trying to champion their wants and their needs, you know, mm -hmm. so that they can have the best quality of life. Yeah. And so I love Tukula. I love my constituents, my residents. Yeah. And it's all about trying to really do my best to serve them, you know? Yeah, for uh, sure. So, nah, yeah. man. Nah, it's just, I love it, man, because, you know, people need to know the context of, like, what it takes to really commit to something like this, because it's, it's, it's a real, it's a real job. Um, 
I am curious though as well, like being in a space that I feel like there can be like an age gap yes. for sure, right? At least in your case, you know. Yep. Um, what is that like? How's that been? Do you do you find it as an advantage, disadvantage? Like what is that? What is that? What is it like for you? Yeah, I think initially when I did, you know, it's human nature to be nervous, all that, and I and it, going back to what I said earlier, I had imposter syndrome. I questioned myself a little bit, like, damn, like, am I really in the right position I need to be in? Mm -hmm. You know, the, the the work could be daunting. You know, no one looks like me. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, people are a lot older than me. Everybody's almost twice my age. They, mm -hmm. They're my parents' age, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. Almost all of them. And so I was uh, like, you know, it, it, sometimes it's hard to try to find someone that you could relate to, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, someone that you could talk to because yeah. all of our, our challenges and our hurdles are much different, you know? Yeah. yeah. But but I had to constantly remind myself, people voted you for a reason. Mm -hmm. All those people I door knocked, all those people that I kind of was, since I was a young kid, and, and um, you know, it was a full circle moment, seeing the, some of the parents of my friends that I grew up with and uh, the people that I, I, I used to work with in the community, the community center, all that, like, they wanted me there for a reason. Mm -hmm. So I, it's up to me to... to take that privilege and, and really use it for good. Mm -hmm. So uh, as time has went along, I'm like, wow, like this, this is really rewarding. Like yeah. this is amazing. And I feel like I'm inspiring young kids. I've gotten a lot of emails saying people, you know, uh, from young kids like, Muhammad, like I want to do what you do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've had kids tell me like, hey, like, hey, like you helped change my kids' life. You know, I want them to be just like you. Mm -hmm. And so that's like the best yeah. comment you could ever think of, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. you truly inspiring somebody, yeah. even when you least expect it. That you know what you I mean? never know who's watching. You never know, you who's, never watching. know who's watching. No one, you never know who's watching every step, everything that you do. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm like, you know what, man? See, that's the that's the beauty of life. That's the bigger picture, you know? Mm. It's about inspiring. And I, I love that, you know, quote from Nipsey Hussle, the highest human act is to inspire. Mm -hmm. And I live with that every single day. Mm. So that's so right. when I go to work and I and I do these readings and I go to these meetings, I'm trying to fight and advocate for every person of color, every immigrant, every youth, you know? So uh, I think it's rewarding work. Yeah, no, for sure, bro. Man, that's what's up, man. So, man, this is uh, this is amazing, by the way. But uh, just to switch gears a little bit, um, how did you get into filmmaking? Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so COVID. First of all, like you know, a lot of us, uh, it, it was hard to 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 navigate through. You know, uh, mm -hmm. we all had to be, you know, you had to quarantine, you had to be isolated. And I was like, you know what? I'm a dreamer. I have to do something. I can't, I can't yeah. be stagnant. I yeah. can't sit down. You're a creator. I'm yep. a creator. Yeah, it's, it's all about being innovative and, mm -hmm. and creating something. So I was like, you know what, Muhammad, what's something that you always wanted to do, but you you probably want to get the chance to do it later. You know. When, when things are back to, to, to normal. Yeah. I was like, oh, filmmaking, yeah. you know? And so I, I met a good friend named Saul Goodwin, and uh, during the time we had the unfortunate tragedies of George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and that just shook me to my core. I'm a very empathetic person, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel for people. Mm -hmm. So when things like happen like that, I can't just sit down and just not do nothing about it. Like, mm -hmm. I, I self-reflect, I look to myself, what could I do, what could I change, you know? So I was like, you know what? Videos are very powerful. Yeah. You know, everybody has a time in their day to watch a video. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to cultivate a, a, a video that was going to leave, you know, something positive, something inspiring to everybody. So my whole video was based off of mental health. It was based off of surviving the movement work. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I also consider myself someone as an organizer, as an activist, and we go through a lot. You know, being the front lines, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's, it's a, such a very isolating yet vulnerable uh, thing to do. Mm -hmm. You know, people attacking you, people uh, 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 name-calling you, mm -hmm. uh, you know, overlooking you, all that. People getting hurt physically, yeah, physically, yeah. you know? Uh, and, and so I wanted to get all the organizers that I respected and admired in the community, yeah. and I wanted to do, like, testimonials, you know, mm. and, and talk about how we could survive, 
you know, the state of the world that we live in mm. um, and, and how can we get past that. I wanted to have a positive message at the end. So it was a nine-minute video. I was really, really happy to do it. It's one of my proudest work. And after a year later, uh, it won an award by the biggest mental health organization a biggest mental health organization called Mental Health America, mm, and I got the wow. 2021 Media Award. Wow! So never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that my film could ever get an award. Yeah, and I, that's the day I learned that hey, anything you set your mind to, you could do it. Nah, man, man, that's wow, that's powerful, bro. And I think I think a lot of times, especially in, in like when it comes to creating like art, yeah. because it is art, you know. Um, if it comes from a real place, a lot of times that's all that really matters because that's that's what's gonna guide you to the execution of it, figuring out. What resources I need? Who do I want involved? But you got to start with like kind of the passion and the why. And I think that's important, man. And, you know, mental health is is important in any sort of way we can contribute to that narrative um, and just that cause, you know. But I think I think that, that that's a it's good to have a balance, man. Oh, for you sure. know, it's definitely good to have a balance for sure. Yeah, 100 percent. Mental health is such a taboo subject, you know, in our in our in our communities, you know, um, I've seen. You know, people I love, you know, look at, you know, overlook depression and overlook, you know, all these other things. And uh, I can't really blame them because that, that that's how they had to cope with things, yeah. you know. That, that yeah. was, that was you know, the world that we, you know, our mm-hmm. parents and, and those that came before us, you know, had to live, you know, mm-hmm. back at home. But it's it's okay, you know, uh, to, to be vulnerable. It's okay to, uh, you know, ask for help, you know, when you're in need. And so uh, I just wanted to put a spotlight on that, especially for our people of color, you know, to show them, hey, it's okay to to get help. It's okay to ask questions. Yeah. Uh, so that you can get to you know your your better uh, your better self. So yeah, mm. that's what I wanted to touch on. I love it, bro. No, I love it, man. I, and again, like whatever way you can contribute, make your contribution. At, at the end of the day, that's what, what everybody's trying to do. Yeah, for sure. Ultimately, you know, we just gotta make yeah. our contributions. Yeah, man. I just, I just brought that up because I'm like, man, he's, you did all this count, you know, running for council, winning all that. And I'm like, man, wh- where and when did he fit in filmmaking? You know what I mean? Mm. So I think that's just dope, man. But like um, hearing your story, I'm, I mean, we're just learning. You could do it all, you know. So um, and yeah, that's dope, though. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah man. Um, I do want to kind of get a, get a sense of like, what do you do outside of the work to keep you balanced, though? I mean, even filmmaking is work. <laughs> you know, but what what are some things that kind of help you and keep you balanced on the topic? Because I really feel like that does play into mental health as well. We got to find things that we have that we want that we need to make time for. Yeah, honestly, for me, I'd say uh, one, I pray. You know, uh, being Muslim, you know, we're, you know, our obligation to pray five times a day to worship God and, and to never uh, get greedy. You know, when things good things happen to your life, you know what I mean. Always constantly remember, you know, the, the why, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, God has really blessed us, you know, to, to get all the things that we have now. So that's one. And two, playing basketball. Love mm. basketball. That's mm-hmm. like one of my safe haven, mm. you know, help release. We got to get some runs in, bro. Uh, no, I got to, yeah. hey, I see those those early morning uh, hoop uh, sessions uh, yeah, that you've been yeah. having. So on, man. Breakfast I'm here, club. I'm hearing that that's the, the best uh, hoop session there is, you it know. Is, so man. I, I got at least tapping on at least yeah. one of those, you know. Come on. Um, and then third, I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm a big music lover, you know. Okay. I, I think music helps get you through, you know. Oh, yeah. Helps, helps get you man, through. every day. Uh, so, you know, uh, I'm a big music historian, you know. Love, love me some R&B, some hip-hop, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I, I think I listen to music almost every day. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think those three things, uh, things I do outside my work. I, I love it, do. bro. I love it. Um, I, I did kind of want to get your take. I, I, you know, um, those that do listen and view the show, um, they're hustlers, man. You know, I, we know they're out there. They're grinding, right? They're dream chasers. They're, they're going after what they want. Um, but you represent what it means to, like, really just step into it. 
just step into that greatness, that calling that you said, right? Um, do you have advice for people who who are hearing the call is ringing, um, but they haven't really picked it up yet? And it don't it doesn't stop ringing sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to pick it up. But what is your advice for that? Like to step in, step yes. into the greatness. No, I I really really love that stepping into your greatness because I think we all have you know some greatness to tap into. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I think the the biggest advice, the biggest thing I would say is first of all, don't ever give up. You know, life is going to test you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're going to have challenges. You're going to have hurdles. Never give up. Don't let, you know, uh, any naysayer or hater or, or, or any of that define your capabilities. Mm. And that, you know, if you have pure intentions and you have love for what you do uh, and you work h- very hard to, to, to get those dreams, you know, uh, you can do anything you set your mind to. And mm. I think that God will always right, lead you the right way. Mm. So I think, you know, those are the things that I've always believed in, you know, just have pure intentions, have love, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Have compassion, have humility, and, you know, God will always just continue to give you back, you know, mm-hmm. everything that you ever designed to aspire to, to get. So, yeah, I'm a big mm-hmm. firm believer of that. I love that, bro. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I guess what's some advice for people who want to get involved, like, in the community? Like, what are some of the ways that you would kind of, like, recommend? Because sometimes I, I hear people saying, like, they want to get more involved and stuff like that. So, yeah. like, what are some of the ways you you know you can kind of guide people uh, i would say uh just uh try to uh you know uh participate or involve yourself in, in any leadership position you know it could be a club it could be being a leader on a basketball team it could be uh you know i want to do a homeless drive or i want to do a food drive or mm-hmm. i want to you know uh, just do anything to co- cultivate bring people t- together you know because mm-hmm. giving back and being a leader could look so many different ways yep. there's no one way to be a leader yeah. you know i chose this route you know, to, to, to be an elected official, that was one way I chose to go do that. But yeah. it, being being a leader and displaying leadership roles could look like could look in so many different ways. Yeah. So that's one. Two, uh, just know the why and uh, the, the purpose. You know what I mean? Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And what are you trying to leave behind? Mm-hmm. And, and and if you if you think about those things, then I I think that you already have left a positive mark and and and, and left uh, something you know good for everybody to follow by or you know help change the world. Mm-hmm. And, and and one of my favorite quotes that I ever heard was "Be the change you want to see." Mm-hmm. Be the change that you want to see. It yeah. makes me think about treat people how you would want to be treated. Yeah. So I live by that every single day. Mm-hmm. I might not change the whole entire world. I might not yeah. you know um you know be the most biggest person uh, to make a difference, but Helping one person, yep. I'm changing their world. No, that's real. And that's going to play a ripple effect. You know what I mean? That's real. And I want to treat everybody how I want to be treated because I don't want to be disrespected or discriminated or yelled at. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. if, if I don't want that, why would I do it to somebody else, you know? Yeah. So uh, active kindness can, do, can go a long way, mm-hmm. and, and it can help change people's lives for the better. So. No, that's real, man. For real. No, that's real. I, I was crazy. I was having a conversation last night with, with someone, and um, we were just talking about it, and I was like, man, when you really – Break it down. All we control is our output. Yes. We don't control anything around us, really. We control our output, though. Yep. What we put out, whether that's energy, contributions, words, right? Like, so I think, like you said, if you just focus on your output and what you're putting out, um, you know, the universe will repay you and reward you. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Um, now, um, man, you got so much going on, bro. <laughs> um, and I actually had the privilege to, like, know maybe a couple things that you got going on that maybe I don't know if everybody knows or a lot of people are familiar with um, but I do always ask our guests what are you most excited about for the future um, so I want to give you a chance to talk about some things you may have coming down the pipeline it could be you know long ways away or it could even be maybe like very recent <laughs> um, I know you got some things man yeah so basically the biggest thing I'm happy about and now excited about is 
just recently I got uh, named to be the president of a small soccer club. Mm, there we go. That's what I was. That's yeah. what I was to. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> cash uh, out the bag. Yeah. yeah so um, I had a brother that I work with um, at a nonprofit that I work with, uh, Smile Health Board, and uh, his name is Abdullahi. So I've known him since August, since I got the job, mm-hmm. and we always had a good relationship, good rapport. And uh, last week on Wednesday, he was like, Muhammad, I got some great news for you." He was like, do you have some time to meet on Friday? I was like, yeah, no, I, I, I could definitely make some time. But I really couldn't wait till Friday to hear the good news. I was like, is there any way you could kind of tell me what the good yeah, news is? Yeah. And uh, he was like, yeah, Muhammad, like, I uh, just wanted to tell you that, uh, you know, we wanted you to be the face. We wanted you to be the president of our Smiley Soccer Club. Wow. And I was like, like, yeah. what? Like, that's such an honor and a blessing when someone that's your peer, you know, basically your age, uh, see something in you and they want you to represent them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, represent the team, mm-hmm. represent, you know, what they believe in and what they stand by. Like, I was like, that's like one Man. of the biggest ultimate, you know, forms of respect, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just smiling ear to ear and I and I was like, wow, like, I, I, I'm excited to do this, you yeah. know? And I'm more of a basketball guy. I'm not really... Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask, do you play soccer? Nah, I, I, I played soccer when yeah. I was in middle school. Okay, we, okay. I went undefeated. I was actually okay. MVP offense, you okay. know? Um, but... Oh, my God. I retired. <laughs> I, we were 9-0, 1. What, and did, I was, wait, what sport did, did you not play? Because I felt like, bro, you you played everything. Nah, I was, I was a super active kid. I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't the biggest, the strongest, nah, or anything know. like that. But the pole vaulted through me. I was like, yo, if yeah. you do a pole vaulting, bro, you def- like you yeah. got everybody beat. But go ahead, bro. Yeah, so basically, yeah. So, um, so he told me that. I was really excited. And then, um, uh, so basically, they're a fourth-level uh, division soccer uh, league that they're in right now. It's called the UPSL League. So to put it in perspective, uh, the the South Sounders, they're the sixth uh, division level of Got soccer. It. Got it. So there's two levels behind. Okay. Uh, so there's a semi-professional league, a FIFA organized. There's over 350 teams across the country mm. uh, playing this league. And oh, we wow. are one of six teams in the state of Washington. And you, and you guys are the only Somalian And we're team. the only Somali team in the whole country. Wow. To be uh, in this uh, UPSL league. And Damn. Yeah. So we're, that's we're, major, bro. That's Congratulations, major. by the yeah. way. That's, that's major, man. I appreciate it. And, and honestly, I told those brothers right then and there the goal is to have us be represented in the FIFA World Cup one day. Mm. You know what I mean? To have I mean, a team, I mean, team Somalia of some sort. Yeah. You know? You just said it, bro. So yeah. you know how this manifestation thing works. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> you yeah. said it. You put yeah. that out, put that energy into it. We're going we gonna to see that happen, yeah. bro. Yeah, so, I can see that happening. Yeah, I think that'd be dope. And I said, even if it's not our team at the World Cup, if we have one player, whether it's one of our, 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 our you know, our players from our academy, the, the youth, ages mm-hmm. 20 and below, mm-hmm. or the adults, if one makes it, we all won. Yeah. yeah. It, like, if I see, if we have one brother that comes out of our team and does that, yeah. man, we all, like, I feel like we really did that, Not you for know? Sure. So, yeah, because I, I love, I love, you know, watching the FIFA World Cup and, you know, it happens every, you know, a few years, but we, I've never seen a small soccer player ever yeah. make it to that level. Yeah. So we're trying to help cultivate that. We're trying to help build that that community that that you know that that we want to see, and I, I I could really see one of our players one day making there. Mm. And so don't forget what I said on this nah, episode. We got oh, it. Yeah. It's documented. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, documented. Yeah, it's documented. 2023. I don't even know today's date, but <laughs> I forgot. But today is the six, uh, March 15th. March 15th, 2023. We're gonna have one Somali soccer player play for the World Cup one day. Okay, that's our All dream. Right. He said it. That's yeah. our dream. He said it. we're gonna run this back. Yeah. When's yeah. the next World Cup? <laughs> yeah, we got to look that. Uh, yeah, yeah next yeah. four years, something like that. So, yeah. really no, that's, that. Congratulations, though, bro. That's yeah, that's man, that's, that's an amazing opportunity for you to lead in that way and contribute in that way in that mm-hmm. space. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, man. Well, thank, thank you for putting me on to that league too. I didn't know that, but yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, and, and we have we have a soccer game this Saturday. 
this Saturday, uh, it's, our, it's our family kickoff. The season starts on April 1st, mm. but we want all the community, anybody and everybody to come, uh, bring your family, bring your kids, you know, yeah. uh, because this is historic. We never yeah. had this type of small representation be in this type of level of soccer. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we're going to have food. We're going to have sponsors. It's going to be a lot of networking. So, yeah, please, if you guys have the, the, the availability or the time to do it, Really would love to see you guys' faces mm. on Saturday uh, at Foster High School, 5 p.m. Mm. That's amazing, man. Yeah, sure. Congratulations on that, man. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, Muhammad, man, you know, we we appreciate you for the work you've been doing, um, the demonstration. Um, you definitely are representing um, in your own unique way, which is, which is the way it's supposed to be done, and uh, we salute you 100%. Um, but before, sure, we wrap, before we wrap things up, you know what's coming. We always ask this question. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh, yeah, what's up? What you got? I always cut you off, too. No, no, go ahead. Hella funny, but, I'm forgetting uh, Where something? can people find you? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, so you can find me on Instagram, uh, MoPrince underscore. So underscore MoPrince underscore. You can find me on Twitter with that at name. You can find me on Snapchat. You can find me. Uh, you can get my email. My Some of my stuff is public. You can find my cell phone. You can find my city council number. So, yeah, yeah. And don't give them too much information. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, no, but I always no, no, want yeah, to yeah. Yeah, be accessible. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I'm, sure, always, sure, I'm, sure. always, I'm always going to think that, you know, the, you know, people have good intentions to, to yeah. want to reach out to me. No, so I'm, sure, I'm going to give them sure. the benefit of the doubt. 100%. You know? yeah, so, 100%. yeah, so, yeah, underscore more prints, underscore. If you DM me, reach out to me. I promise I'll get back to you. Mm. And uh, I want to be of help in any way I can. So. Definitely, man. Sure, man. Nah, there's a lot of people out here that definitely need to get a connection. For sure. Yeah, um, appreciate that, man. My bad. No, thank you for that. I no, no, you're that. good. You're good, man. Yeah. You yeah. know, sometimes people need to get cut off, you know. <laughs> it's okay. I understand. <laughs> uh, but, nah, um, like I was saying, we all, you know, we always ask every guest this question to wrap things up. So, if you can, my brother, what's one word to describe what keeps you on the up and up and why? Gratitude. Mm, I like that. Yeah, no, gratitude for sure, man. I'm, I'm grateful for everything that God's ever, you know, given me. Every every lesson, every mistake, every triumph. It was all happened, you know, supposed to happen uh, in one way or another, you know. It was mm. intended to happen. Mm. And uh, I think my pure intentions, my faith, my belief, uh, have genuine love, you know what I mean? That's got me through everything, you know. Mm. And uh, I, I'm always, I'm really grateful for, for everything and anything, you know, even to be on the show. Mm. Really, really grateful, you know. Oh, I, man, and I, I feel like you, I manifested man. that, you know. Mm. I, I was like, you know, these brothers, man, this is like our breakfast club, mm. you know, wow. uh, of, of Washington. You know, that's, really, wow. that's really how I feel. That's, like, yeah, you look dope. at the platform, you look at the space, you look at the, 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 the ambiance, like the look of it, you know. I was like, you know, one day I want to be there, you know. Mm. And then I got to meet brothers like Rebel, Erm. You know, Benium, you yeah, know, uh, yeah. uh, the, the, you know, uh, in the home, everybody. So, like, I, I'm really happy to be here, you know, and uh, I want to continue to make networks, continue to make connections and uh, yeah. help change the world and be the change that I want to see in this world. Mm. So, yeah. Gratitude, bro. Gratitude. Gratitude. Well, no, we're grateful for you, too, man. And yeah, man. We appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. This is this has been a blessing, man. Blessing. You know, it's definitely been a blessing and super excited to uh, just continue witnessing history that's being made like i said man you know people making history in real time all around us and we got to pay attention to it and um this is one brother for sure that's doing that um yeah man any final words to the people you want to man just love 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 man just move with love move with pure attentions you know Mm. what i mean and uh anything everything can happen you know what i mean if you dream it protect that you know what i mean work hard for that and uh and i promise you you know god will Towards you, you know, for hard, if you're hard working and you're paying attention. So, mm. yeah.
Don't ever give up on your dreams. If Let's I could go. do it, you could do it. Mm. Yeah. Big facts. Big facts. Well, with that being said, I think it's safe to say Councilman Muhammad Abdi is officially a member of the Up and Up. Can we get a round of applause? Yeah. Yo, what up? It's Rubino. And this is DJ Earn. We hope you enjoyed that episode and that now you have a better understanding of what it means to live life on the up and up. To continue supporting the podcast and the entire up and up movement, be sure to rate, review, like, and subscribe. As well as follow us at underscore the up and up on all social media platforms to stay connected with everything the up and up has coming your way. Thanks for listening. And until the next one, keep it on the up and up. <laughs>